We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packers fans? Welcome into another edition of the Pack a Day podcast, your three hundred sixty-five day podcast for all things green and gold. We finished a complete week of training camp, and it was an exciting week across the NFL. Some injuries here, some injuries there. Obviously, we know Jalen Ramsey's got a little meniscus that he's getting tweaked up. Surgery on, he won't back until December. Joe Burrow tweaks his calf, which it sounds like it's better than normal. A lot of people are expecting an Achilles, but that is the nuance of the NFL and how everything goes on training camp. There's injuries probably across the league that we don't even know about, but at the end of the day, this is why you tune into the Pack Day podcast to get with the latest news of the Packers and, of course, a little bit of tidbits of the NFL. I, of course, am your co-host, Matt Fralick. Alongside me is the Janelle Mackey. Janelle, crazy week for the Packers. Um, I would say in a good sense, nothing terribly happened with injuries. There were a few scares here or there. Jair got tweaked up late Thursday in practice, and it seems like he's good, LaFleur said on Friday. Uh, it looked maybe potentially like a cramp, but it, it was one of the things that's right at the end of practice. One of the last couple plays they're running in the red zone. And it's like of all the times, and it's like he batted the ball up and tried to, it was just, it was a freak thing. It wasn't even like he was in contact way. So it, just scary, scary moment, he, the way he limped off, but overall solid week of training camp. I uh, just want to kind of do a couple little things of housekeeping. Number one, Jonathan Garvin. Uh, shout out on Friday, happy birthday, 24th birthday. Hope you're going to celebrate it great. Um, well, you're going to be unemployed. He finds out after the Packers put out a social media post for him on their Twitter account and other socials, as they should. They're, you know, the social team holding it down. Um, he's cut. And I think there might have been some foreshadowing from this. I believe Andy had talked to us on Wednesday, Janelle, about Garvin getting moved from outside linebacker to D end and practice on Wednesday. Thursday, he was, I believe, still in that rotation run. I was at practice. 
Aaron Nagler had talked about how when a guy gets rotated into a different position, that's never a good sign. So at the end of the day, not great for Jonathan Garvin, but like you and I were talking pre-production, good for a player and not even a veteran player to get the, I would say, not leniency, but the accommodation um, end of July to get cut instead of end of August. So he can go and get some things figured out from his agent whatever training camp he can get into. He's obviously went to University of Miami. Maybe he'll go down to Florida and get a couple camps down there. But at the end of the day, that's what happened. Um, and similar to what happened with Jeff Cotton. Jeff Cotton, um, you know, on Thursday's release, or I think it was Thursday morning or Wednesday night, but um, Wednesday, the Packers work out uh, receiver, quick receiver, Cody Crest. He gets Jeff Cotton's number 82. Jeff Cotton goes to practice, bikes all the way over there, finds out he's cut. Like, just that is what the NFL is like. So so sad. I mean, like, I understand the business side of things, but, like, some of the situations that are happening right now, it's like, man, it's just, it's cutthroat. And, you know, like you said, we kind of talked about how it's nice when they do it early enough where they can still kind of go get their footing before the season actually starts. But it's like, man, Packers are just being a little brutal right now but you know it is what it is they kind of hopefully know what they're getting into and hopefully you know they find something because you don't like you don't like guys to lose their jobs or anything like that you hope that hope that they go off and are able to find something else but yeah just a little couple unfortunate situations for a few guys there early on yeah no doubt and I think you know never a great timing but ultimately it's just it is what it is and maybe it wasn't communicated with Jeff before he biked over to practice on a you know a little Schwinn bike or maybe it wasn't communicated with the social staff when they had their post schedule but end of the day guys are left uh you know uh, off the team now on the bright side for Jeff Cotton he did go through waivers got placed on IR and um he's technically still on the Packers roster so we'll see what happens with him at the receiver spot um as I kind of buried the lead here Janelle I did go to training camp on Thursday I was fortunate enough to be able to make some time on my Thursday and go out there for like an hour hour and a half whatever it was um, got out there around nine, nine 30 and practice doesn't start till 10 30, but it's like, you got to get a good spot. So I get out there. Yeah, People are probably camping out the night. Before. Yeah. Yeah. I drove past. I, I drove past. Cause like, maybe I'll sit in my car for a little bit, catch up on some work, catch up on some social stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. It kind of seems like it's filling up. So got there. It was pretty wide open. Um, you know, there's a couple prime spots, I think where you want to sit because there's two different fields. Uh, I picked on the one South the Southfield, if you will, uh, set the 50 met a cool family there. Um, family that was from Tampa, Florida, uh, two children, dad, Gary, uh, the, the youngest son, uh, uh, LJ, he was a huge Jair Alexander fan. He had a Jersey on in between us waiting. He goes and gets a signature on his Jersey, gets a picture with him, gets a ball signed. Super dope. Dad was awesome. Cool to talk to him about just like he was from Milwaukee talking to them about, just whatever, coming to games, what he's going, recommending them things to do. Like that's one of my favorite things about going to Lambeau Field or any experience with the Packers is just like it is this common denominator of mutual respect and just like, hey, when was the last time you were at a game? What memories do you have? And it, it was great. It was it was a blast and just like watching practice with them. So uh, flash forward if you, you know, because like I, you know, I used to live out in Green Bay. And if I can say anything like going to training camp alone your chances of getting into a spot are so much faster. Like if you're going to go with a group, make sure you get there early because it's going to be harder. But if you're just one person, it's so nice because it's like a spot will open up and then you get to kind of cut in front of a few people who, you know, they're, they want to stay in their pair. So it's always nice kind of, 
you know, I know you want to maybe go with your friends and stuff, but when you get that just solo time and you're like, I'm just going to go to training camp today. It's so nice how quick you can get in sometimes. So that's awesome that, you know, a whole family was able to get in. Cause I know that's super tough for some people sometimes, but yeah, those stories and just kind of like seeing the signs of like, I drove from here. I flew from here because some people, you know, they can't really afford the game tickets or anything like that or the game day experience so they get a lot of that during these training camps and it's so amazing just to kind of see where people are coming from just for for practice it's insane so Packers fans definitely do it differently like Savage said uh you know do these people have jobs I don't know because like it, it's crazy you know Wednesday morning and it's packed and um Packers fans are just so different with it so that's always fun to see you know this first week just kind of you get that reminder of, you know, even though new quarterback, new era starting, fans are still showing up and it's awesome. And, you know, practice, like the practice is what it is, but I think it's just like, it's so important for the community as a whole to just, you know, be able to experience training camp together. Definitely. Definitely. And they were doing it right too, not to make this about, you know, them and all, but I think it's cool to share experience. They had family in Milwaukee. So they were staying down in Milwaukee. They went to a Brewers game on Monday, Tuesday kind of hung out Wednesday, Wednesday was it Wednesday Thursday they came up for practice whatever or they came up Wednesday maybe to stay at a hotel whatever it was and um they were gonna go to the hall of fame they're gonna get some food at Anduzi's they were gonna go check out title town district which I said you got to go check that out that's awesome so they were doing it right so shout out to them they had a good time but um around 10 o'clock then uh first player comes on the field I'm trying to understand who it is there's a hoodie on no it's not James Jones (laughs) trying to get trying to figure out who it was it was Keyshawn Nixon and that wasn't it hot though it was warm it was definitely warm. Um, I, respect- I guess it depends on who. Like, for me, like, 70 degrees gets hot, so it depends on the person, but I could never. Yeah, it was it was warm. Um, I was in shorts and a T-shirt, got some good sun, but had a good breeze for a while. But, yeah, they got shoulder pads on, helmets on, whatever. But, I mean, I get it. If you're trying to sweat out a little bit and get into better playing shape, it is, you know, for what, for what, for what it is. But he was just doing a little bit of, I would just say, some stretching, nothing crazy, kind of out on his own. I think just trying to get some extra work in. Um, and I think it just speaks to the volumes of Keyshawn Nixon. What a great value he's going to be for this team. So that was the first thing I noted. As they kind of got into individual drills, I was you know just noticing some of the drills they were doing. I haven't been to a practice in about two years, and I kind of forget. I think generally when I've gone, it's been like by the running backs. So this year I was um, near the outside linebacker, or excuse me, the safeties and D-backs, and they were doing like um, – just like change of direction, punching out the ball from a player, you know, the other guy would recover it. That was kind of cool to see them setting that up. And then as it started progressing, I was trying to get my just eyes around what was going on. Um, the first thing I noticed was of significant significance of some sort of value. It was cool to see uh, Brenton Cox. He was kind of in conversation with Preston Smith on one of the first drills trying to understand, hey, it seemed like you was trying to get like, Hey, what is this drill? Like, what are we doing? I maybe, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I missed it. So he was kind of just, you know, being shadowed by Preston, which I think is important, right? Like if Brenton Cox is going to make this team, he needs to get a guy like that. And they have a ton of guys that can do that for him. So that was great. One thing I did notice with Cox is like, I felt like he was a little bit slow on some of the individual drills early on. I think as the day progressed, he got a little bit quicker. I don't know if it was just um, confidence in running the drill or what, but overall he was just doing it. Um, at a little bit slower pace than I thought. I thought he was a little bit more explosive. Um, the other one, just to add in, Love's hard count was really, really solid. Um, it was it was great. You said before we started recording, like, he learned from one of the best. Absolutely. I don't remember if it was him under center at the time or another backup. I'm going to – let's just go with Love for the case of the story. He actually – John Running Jr. jumped um, on a hard count. So that was – you know, I think it's significant that he's making strides that way. 
couple other notes I want to get to, and Andy did cover these on a couple episodes um, over this last week, but I want to just call them out too. Um, really cool end around play that Jaden Reed had ran. It was like a uh, fake trap, or fa- it would be like a fake, uh, you know, dive up the middle, and they did an end around to Jaden Reed. From what I saw, it actually looked like he was going to get tackled in the backfield. But when I saw a video later, obviously uh, a video that wasn't supposed to be posted online, but saw a video later where he definitely made a really good move and didn't really get touched until 15 yards down the field. So that was awesome to see him getting utilized like that. Take some pressure off probably from Christian Watson to have to be that guy. Um, yeah. One that I was super pumped about is one of the first good, really good plays I saw was uh, Carrington Valentine had an extremely good breakup on our side of the field. It was about a 10-yard out from Christian Watson and made a great play on it, broke it up. It was awesome. I felt like there was a lot of great pass breakups throughout the day from a ton of players, from Jair Alexander all the way down the board. Um, I would say you know a couple miscues possibly from um, – not a couple miscues. I want, I, you know, first, I want to point out to Enigbare on Thursday – switch from uh, being like the backup outside linebacker and Justin Hollins took his backup role. So they kind of flip flop who's getting first team. So that was on Wednesday. Hollins got first team second day and Ibari got first team. And then he actually got it on Friday, I believe as well. So those were, you know, points of, I think positivity. Uh, the two, I would say the two low points that I saw, and these are players that aren't, you know, necessarily maybe going to make an impact this year, might make the practice squad. Um, saw a couple, you know, I did see that uh, Alex Magoo was getting a lot of reps. I feel like he got the most second team reps. So I, th- my guess is they're trying to see like, hey, we just got this guy. What do we have of him, right? Like we've had our fingertips on Danny Etling for a while. Sean Clifford's been on the roster a small portion of time longer than Alex Magoo. We're, what, and it's just like he was a little bit inconsistent. I think it's, it is difficult. You're working with like the third and fourth team guys. He had one where he threw a low ball to Tucker Craft, incomplete. Tucker Craft really hasn't had that great of a training camp. He hasn't popped off. So we'll see if Magoo, I think, continues to get that. I think it'll be important, especially next week when they get into pads. Um, and the final one, which Andy and I were very, very aligned on, was the player that I had thought had the worst practice, uh, Malik Heath. There was a play that I think it was Magoo had uh, kind of checked to, or maybe it was Sean Clifford, and basically just told Malik Heath to run a slant on the left side of the field. He didn't see the signal, apparently hit him like honestly in the hip didn't even look at the ball that was disappointing another one they did almost the same play a couple of plays later dropped the ball so puff puff play for Malik Heath who's a guy you'd think a lot of people are talking about mini camp and OTAs so we'll see what he can do going forward and then uh another note I put on here uh fourth team running back which I even had to look up who it was it was Wilson um Emmanuel Wilson he was getting fourth team snaps Take that for what you will, because Tyler Goodson was being utilized in a bunch of different ways, almost like a a light version of Aaron Jones. He was being split out. He was being put on some end rounds. He was being you know utilized in a way that I thought was um you know pretty pretty unique and pretty dynamic for what he could potentially be. So I think that's all I had for notes overall in the game. And then Jair, like I said, had the tweak more than likely a um, a cramp. I'm assuming so that was good. He did practice again on Friday. Matt Lafleur said he was fine. Um, so it was a pretty solid day of practice. I think, you know, there's one of the things that I'm really, really pleased to think about doing some reflection on is that Jordan Love, I, I think I mentioned last week when Eli and I were recording, is you know, one of the things that I'm looking for Jordan Love to take strides in this year is just his decision making because we saw from Utah State, he'd try to play a little bit of hero ball, a little you know, just sling it downfield and see if we can make a play. And we've still seen some of that when he's played in preseason games and other, you know, 
mop-up duty. I would say more more or less preseason. Um, but I thought the decision making from Jordan Love was really, really damn solid. Going through project, you know, uh, progressions, finding his guy, putting the ball in a good spot, taking off if he needed to. Um, Andy had talked about yesterday on the YouTube side of Pack a Day about a, a super great throw he had to. I think it was Christian Watson and Razul, or uh, or to uh, Romeo Dobbs, but Razul Douglas was in coverage and. I didn't realize, one, it was Jordan Love that had thrown that ball at the time, two, who had caught it, but it was a hell of a throw. Like one of those where Rodgers is on the five-yard line, takes like a one-and-a-half step drop and just gets it out right away to a guy running an out route on like the goal line, and it was it was a really, really great play. Um, I think there's some, some accuracy things that he needs to tune up because he hasn't been super accurate, but overall, I'm impressed what he has done. And then on Friday, uh, small, small tidbits, guys. Down Levitt was taken – this was um, – Friday was not a public practice. Friday was just for media personnel and people with uh, access. So uh, Dallin Levitt did take some runs with the first team defense next to Darnell Savage because on Thursday when I went, Rudy Ford took most of those. And then Yash Nijman got his first taste at right tackle. So Zach Tom, definitively not the guy there yet. And I think it's going to be a great competition going forward at right tackle. Um, and then Matt LaFleur did say on Friday that on Monday – as expected, will be the first padded practice. So the Packers skate out of the first week of practice with no real injuries, nothing crazy. A couple guys were sick, Janelle, on Wednesday, but they all came back on fr- or on Thursday. That was Tervarius Moore, Caleb Jones, Tariq Carpenter. Grant DuBose still battling a back injury. And then, of course, Rayshon Gary and Eric Stokes. So nothing crazy. Dentavian Wicks did get banged up on Wednesday uh, with a con- con- concussion. And he was out on Thursday and I believe Friday as well. So we'll see how he can progress. Obviously, opportunities to be had for those younger receivers right now. So you hope he can get back in the field and see what he can do along with Grant DuBose. But that's kind of what we saw from this week, Janelle. Anything that sticks out to you? Anything that you've seen across the Packers Twitter sphere as we wrap up the first week of training camp? Um, I just have a curiosity question for you, Matt, because obviously Packers fans, I think, are maybe aware, but we haven't been confirmed, you know, the kicking situation. I'm just curious, like, did you see anything kicking wise, like who was maybe taking field goals and kind of what that situation looks like? Because obviously people like myself and, you know, basically everybody loves Mason Crosby, but we're kind of coming to the understanding of the time is moving on from him. So I'm just kind of curious if there was maybe any eyes over there, because I know it's, you know, maybe not the flashiest thing that people go to training camp to look for everyone wants to watch offense defense but that's just something that I'm kind of curious on because I haven't really seen anybody mention anything about kicking so I was just wondering if maybe you had a little tidbit or if you witnessed anything or anything like that we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No, it's a funny thing you said that because Gary, shout out to Gary, he goes, hey, there's no goalposts here. And I'm like, have there been goalposts in the past? I don't think there are because they would kick it into the street on Mike McCarthy Way or uh, Armed Forces Drive. So maybe maybe there is sometimes. Maybe they go, I, I just, maybe there, I don't know. There weren't any out there. They must be movable They're ones that they put in the middle, I think. Because well. I feel like yes. I've seen videos, though. I know. I know. I have, too. And okay, on Wednesday, so maybe- and on Wednesday, Carlson they're just not they're not kicking field goals this year. They're just going to go for it every single time. That's the new game plan, I guess. Yeah, it was save money I, and don't have a kicker. <laughs> I was confused. Uh, I did did see... it make the field look weird then? Because I guess like that's not something I noticed when I was watching videos. But kinda, does it look odd without the the goalposts or anything? Kind of, but the field's odd already because it's two fields like and right, yeah. regardless, so it's big to begin with, like. They could put there's probably it's probably a movable one that just goes in the middle, but I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, they'd kick it. So that I didn't see a single field goal kick at all. They actually okay. did practice more. It was I think it was more for I'm trying to think who was benefiting more. I think it was it was everyone but basically Anders Anders Carlson. It was for the snap, the hold, and then also for the blocking and the protection. They did that. Uh, Ritz Versace had the boys doing that for about four or five reps. You know, stuff's very very quick. So he was doing that. The kicking uh, or the the teams that I saw more often was uh, Daniel Whelan. He was probably the second guy out there along with the other uh, long snappers, Matt Orzik, and then Broughton Hatcher, all numbers 41, 42, 43. So it was kind of funny as they just walk out and you're like, oh, look at these dudes. So uh, Whelan was kicking the ball. I didn't see Pat O'Donnell out there at all, but I think on uh, Friday, he got some kicking or punting in. So we'll see what okay. that dynamic between Whelan and O'Donnell looks like. I think it's great there's some competition. I am still surprised, like you mentioned, from the kicking standpoint, that Anders Carlson is the only kicker on the roster at this point. And there was some transactions this week in the NFL with some other kickers I did see. So surprised that he hasn't been, you know, running for some competition yet. He's done well thus far. I think he was five or six on Wednesday. Friday, not sure if he kicked, didn't see much. Uh, obviously, it's a little tougher because there was less coverage there going on. But overall, yeah, the kicking is still low. Um, I think someone, one of the people on the beat on Thursday morning um, asked Matt LaFleur about the kicking and kind of gave an excuse for Anders Carlson that he missed one. It was five or six. And he, I, at the time, thought, Matt LaFleur didn't think there was wind, but I think uh, Andy had <laughs> pointed out that, uh, no, I think he was he was aware there was wind, but he didn't really give a shit. He's like, no, you got to be able to kick the damn ball, like regardless if there's right. wind, this is Lambeau Field. So it was kind of funny to uh, understand Andy's perspective on that. But no, not, nothing kicking-wise yet, which okay, is... Okay, that's just, you know, kind of one of those questions. Because obviously, like, you know, uh, was it Molly, uh, Mason's wife? She's kind of giving yes. us the hints that we need to understand that the team is moving on, but... It's just like the no announcement and then kind of I'm just kind of curious because, you know, it's just like another one of those long tenured players. And I'm just, you know, you're kind of question 
what is that going to look like now? Because, you know, Clutch Crosby, Money Mason for so many years, it's just another thing that's going to be different. So I just wanted to, you know, pick your brain and see if there was maybe anything that was going on there in that retrospect. No, it's a good thing because it's like, I mean, thinking about the season, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, it's like, there were, you know, a season and a half where Mason Crosby was a little inconsistent, I think, in the last, you know, 10 years of my life. And, but you take it for granted. So it's like, oh, kicking a field goal from 40 and in, kicking an extra point. You know, I, it, it was a lot, you know, just short, wasn't yeah. it? And that's just age. So, yeah. And I take an opportunity on those things, Janelle. I'm going to take advantage of that time there before we go to commercial break. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to grab another beverage, maybe another food, a plate. I'm not sitting there thinking I need to watch this. And if they misses, you know, one out of whatever, it's like, oh, you come back and you're like, damn it. But now it's like every time before you go to commercial break, you'd be sitting having to watch if Anders Carlson's gonna is gonna right. go through. So we'll see. I think overall, I mean, I thought it was a good practice. I like the energy I saw from a lot of the guys. I think it just re, you know, I think it reaffirms, especially when hearing some guys talk this week. Aaron Jones, um, I heard some stuff on local radio, just talking about some of the veteran guys on the team, and he's using the term veteran to describe guys like Josiah Aguara, Tyler Davis, um, Yash Nijman. It's just like, it's funny to listen to. It's like, those are the vets and that's, that's the team that they currently have. And it's not a young man's game anymore. It's it, good it to get younger. To like when Aaron Jones just, you know, he still seems so young, but it's like him and Jair and Kenny. It's like, these are guys that you forget like, Oh my gosh, these are like the veteran leaders of this team now. And yeah, it's, it's very, it's going to be very different, but it's definitely good to hear that like the dynamic is good and the vibes are good. And it's like, not that you didn't think that they would be, but it's just, there was a different team walking out there this week. So it's really good to hear, you know, obviously people aren't going to post as much about the negativity as the positivity. So that's why it's good when guys like you and Andy and all the, all of them can kind of give us their intel and their true recaps and stuff like that. Was there any anybody who maybe like didn't get a lot of attention on social media that you thought kind of caught your eye a little bit? It's a great question. Really good question. Um, like, I remember, I think it was my first time going to training camp and I was watching this guy and I was like, Oh my gosh, he is amazing. Like I can just see him being so great in the NFL, wherever he goes, he's going to be a star. And it was Michael Clark. So I felt, you know, obviously <laughs> was wrong on that one but you know there's just like those guys that are special that catch your eye and I didn't know if maybe you had like a, a random third stringer where you're like this guy gets it like he's vibing good I like what I'm seeing from him kind of your your underdog or whatever maybe great question um I think there was more in defense offensively I really I think there's I mean there's a huge competition at the third receiver mm -hmm. I think Christian and Romeo got that locked down at one and two I'm Seeing Jaden Reed move, and he had a really – actually, wow, didn't write this out on my notes. He had an extremely good catch in the back of the end zone on, like, a deep uh, – it was in the red – it was in the red zone. It was in the red zone time, but it was, like, a I would say, like, a deep crosser and one-on-one -on -one with Devondre Campbell, tough cover for, a you know, a linebacker, especially a little yeah. bit of a veteran one. But he had a really, really good catch. So I would say offensively, Jaden Reed right now as it sits after week one, no pads on. We get it. Malik Heath has a bad week. Um, you know, Datavian Wicks doesn't get out there. Grant Dubose is banged up. They cut, obviously, Heath – or they cut uh, Jeff Cotton. I think Jaden Reed's stock has 
went through i not wouldn't say the roof but it's definitely increased like it's like okay i expect this okay. guy to be good but like they're putting him in the end of rounds they're putting him in on the field a lot samari toure i think is probably right now competing for that number four he might be a three guy but like i didn't even see anything really about him now that you mentioned his right, name yeah, after he yeah, was really kind of the ota star he so he was and he he was getting reps. He was getting like number. He was getting in the rotation, but like not to the extent of a guy. You know, not similar to Romeo Dobbs, who's in his same right. class, or not Jaden Reed. Um, but I would say there's more probably on the defense. Most of it probably was the I would say the D back group, just because I was near them more often. And okay. there, there's so many guys they're rotating through. So like Rudy Ford getting reps was great. Um, Carrington Valentine was super, super solid. I think he's going to be really damn good. Keandre Thomas had a good player too um, that the guys were jacked up about for him. Um, Enos Gaines still looked good. Like, I, I think, I, I just think there's so many guys in that secondary. It puts a little bit of peace of mind to me now that it's like, okay, yes, Eric Stokes is out. Um, they got to figure out what's going on with that safety spot. But I feel. I feel like they feel that they're confident just based off like we're going to put Rudy Ford there. Now we're going to put Levitt there. Like it does seem like, hey, we want to figure out who, but like there does seem enough playmakers that can make some damn plays. So I'm kind of excited for that. Um, so I, I would say just some of the younger DBs that are going to step up. But okay. definitely I would say the if I had to say one, just that break that Carrington Valentine made um, on that play to Watson. I was I was really impressed by that. I mean, he's going up against Love, the number one offense. And our best receiver, undoubtedly, Christian Watson, looks awesome out there. That was a damn good play, like the the, the break he made in a, a deep out route. So I like that. But um, I was I was a little disappointed. I didn't see Anthony uh, Johnson Jr. flash as much. I know people okay. have been super high on him, the kid out of Iowa State. So I mean, his opportunities will come. I didn't really see him do a whole hell of a lot. But again, when I'm looking at a list right now on my computer as I'm adding this up in my head, I think there's just twenty uh 22 defensive backs i mean there's a lot of guys out there minus uh eric stokes there's 21 db so it's like a ton of guys are trying to get rotation and there's only so many spots not that they you know corners aren't playing safety or because they wouldn't but i would say just the dbs overall look really solid really solid front seven guys i mean no one that really stood out it's tough because like they're getting it no one's able to tackle in the backfield they're not sacking jordan love so it's tough to see who's making some big impactful plays um i would say in igbari just because he's taken that outside backer spot right now for the last two out of three days but things can change next week when they put shells on it's all it's going to change like when they put pads and they start hitting it's going to change extensively like you mentioned michael clark was a guy i think aaron nagler yesterday brought up uh equinemia st brown all of a sudden you know would just vanish away so it's once they put on pads we'll see what happens but um I'm optimistic. I think it's going to be a tough year, but it was fun just to mix it up with some Packer fans. Did see the boy, Matt Ramage. I was on top of the bleachers. He was walking behind me. No, no chance he saw me or remembered who I was, but I was like, what's up, Ramage? And I'm sure he gets that once in a while. Um, but it's cool to see just some you know people that are around that you would normally catch on Twitter. I've met a couple yeah. times in real life, but uh, shout out to Matt Ramage. But that's, that's awesome. about it. You know, That's about it. Like they're, They went through a pretty chill practice on Friday, about 50% speed. Not a ton there. It seems like a lot of it was special teams raids, some individual drills. But Monday will come when they start hitting around. More than likely, some injuries will happen. We're hope, hoping come Monday that Grant DuBose is back from the back, of course. Uh, Dontavian Wicks is back. And then we'll see what happens transaction-wise over the weekend. I doubt anything happens after they let go of Garvin. We probably would have heard of something. You know, We're recording this at 4.30 Central Time. Normally around 2.30, 3 o'clock is when you get some of that stuff that will hit the wire. So we didn't see anything as before we recorded. But 
overall good week of practice. No one was banged up as much as we'd think. Um, and I'm, I think just interested to see who's going to be the backup quarterback at this point. I know it doesn't matter, but just seeing how much they're giving Magoo, maybe they want to try him out, get rid of him. But it seemed like he was getting the majority of the second team snaps, which I was surprised that Clifford and Etling didn't. But regardless, uh, I'm excited for next week's practice. And of course, Chanel, continue to follow Pack-A-Day podcasts on all of our socials. I know Andy's putting in overtime right now as he's fully diving into the Packers content on the YouTube side, the podcast side. He's crushing it. Make sure you're following him make sure you're following pack day podcast on twitter if you haven't already done so of course if you're listening to this episode please subscribe like comment rate review whatever share with your friends um there is a practice today being saturday you know at 10 30 um that is open to the public so if you're listening to this right now around the area go check it out it's probably gonna be super packed because it's the first saturday i don't know what the weather looks like for tomorrow being saturday on saturday when you listen to this but um there is another practice so hopefully they can get through that without any injuries um, and of course, follow everyone related to Packaday Podcast, however you want to support them on Twitter, wherever else, support the other content they put out, Packers related, whether it be blogs, videos, podcasts, memes, etc. Um, you can follow myself, Matt Freilich, on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. If there's ever a day that I'm going to Packers training camp and someone else is going, feel free to DM me. If there's ever any time I'm going that you want me to look for something in particular, happy to do so because there's a lot going on there. And it's if you're focused on one thing, it helps a little bit, but trying to soak it all in. But my DMs are always open if anyone's got any comments, questions, or concerns, or anything that I saw on Thursday that you may may or may not want to pick my brain from. Janelle, let everyone know what you got going on and um, where they can get in contact with you these days. Yeah, first of all, I do love that, you know, our little crew does have somebody who can be a little bit more boots on the ground. That's awesome for us to be able to kind of have that, um, you know, firsthand visuals on what's going on. But yeah, you can follow me on Twitter or whatever you want to call it now at Big Mac underscore four. Um, that's kind of where I'll be, you know, either most likely sharing videos that other people are taking while I pretend that I am also at training camp, but living vicariously through everyone who gets to be there. Um, yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of in that dead zone for sports. And now it really feels like we're back and things are good. And, you know, football real season is just around the corner and we're kind of getting into that best time of the year. So yeah, follow me along there and any opinions, whatever I have, that's where you'll be able to find it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited for practice next week. Uh, hopefully as this episode comes out, like I said, there's no real issues with injuries. I'm sure the transaction wire will continue to move. Maybe Jonathan Garvin is brought back somehow to the team if he clears waivers, but I think it has to be with an injury at this point. But overall, that's where things are set. They did announce Janelle um, practice schedule or excuse me, practice times for next week as assumed. I was accurate. They are 1030 um, through the rest of the basically throughout. So Saturday being today, the 29th, it's at 1030. Monday's at 1030, Tuesday and Thursday. And then, you know, we have family night on Saturday. We're a week eight days away from family night, which is. Holy cow. I feel like it's usually later. <laughs> yeah. Family night's good and bad. Like I've gone to it. If you have kids and you can't get to a game and finances are tight because the world sucks. I get it. I'd go to family night. Watching on TV seems a little bit better, but um, again, it's still fun to see the guys play and it'll be fun to continue to see some of the guys I mentioned, right, to play. And then I'm really, really looking forward to the following week or two weeks from then when the Patriots come to town. Um, I mean, to see Bill Belichick, to see some of the players they have in the sidelines for those two days on uh, the Wednesday, the 16th and the, the 17th, I'm pretty stoked about. So hopefully we'll get down to a practice for then. 
Um, if you guys want to meet up, let me know. But that's that's my plan. But um, for Janelle Mackey, I am Matt Fralick. You guys take care. Be well. Keep continue to follow us and absorbing all the content, however you do it, um, whether it's through Pack-A-Day Podcast, whether it's through Janelle or I, Andy, Cheesehead TV, Aaron Nagler, Game on Wisconsin, Packers Wire, Packer, whoever you get your content from, we're all trying to piece the puzzle together of what the hell's going on with this team. And then until next time, go, go Pack-Go. make decisions for your company you always look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your process to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents books and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89 percent off usps and ups rates and with the stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are even on the go make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with stamps.com sign up at stamps.com with code program for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code, program.